And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Generous United. If you're not sure of what Generous United is, buckle up. Sit down, I'm about to tell you. Generous United, they are a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada, our own backyard. Their goal, what they want to do, their mission, why they wake up every day is to make sure that us Atlantic Canadians and people across Canada are living a healthier life. And how they're doing that is making sure that we are able to afford prescription drugs. So what Generous United will do is team up with the pharmacist, the local member of your community who wants to make sure that you're living a healthy life as well. You know what a pharmacist is. is. I don't got to tell you. What Generous United will do is team up with that pharmacist and give you an attentive personalized service that will allow you to save money on your prescription drugs. Here's what I want you to do, all right? Head on over to GenerousUnited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S United.ca and see if there's anything that Generous can do for you. If it's not you, it's a loved one, a family member, we can all save money in aspects of healthcare. If you want to start getting massages, acupuncture, uh, massages, I know I already said massages, I just love massages, but we can all save money in some regard of healthcare. So if you can save money when it comes to prescription drugs, that means that you're going to be able to afford other things in healthcare like massages. You know what I'm saying? You're picking up what I'm putting down? So one more time, head on over to generousunited.ca and see if there's anything that they could be doing to help you, a family member, a loved one, a friend, a co-worker. It doesn't matter who. We could all be benefiting from the services at Generous United. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. If you don't know, summer's almost up. That means golf season's almost up. So what you have to do is get to Osprey Ridge before the golf season is over. 45 minutes to an hour outside the city, a Graham Cook designed golf course. They take pride in ownership. I think that's probably my favorite thing about the course. When you go to the clubhouse, the people treat you with respect. They ask about you. They give you good food. They'll give you good drinks. You head out to the fairway. It's beautiful. The greens run a nice pace. I'm not going to say your putting game is going to be any better, but I'm saying the greens run a nice pace. Okay, like I said, 45 minutes to an hour outside of the city of Halifax. Get to Osprey Ridge before it's too late. I'm there almost every weekend with family and friends. We always have a great time and create great memories. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have one of our own. We have two of our own, two sports media uh, individuals here in the Maritimes. I don't even really need to give an introduction if you've looked at the title of the podcast. You are well aware of these two individuals, Mavs Gillis and Kenzie Lalonde. Uh, I asked them to come back onto the podcast today, essentially, because sports are back here in the Maritime provinces. I'm excited, and I know that... uh, Mavs and Kenzie are as well to be working at East Link. I know they're traveling a lot, and I know that they've been in the rinks. They've been on the fields. They've been on the courts. They're everywhere right now. So I'm happy for them that they're back and busy. Uh, We're back and busy as well. So I'm just excited, like I said, to sit down with both of them and see what they're looking forward to most about the upcoming upcoming year here in regards to sports in the Maritime Provinces. Kenzie actually recently just got back from Calgary, and she was there working with TSN. Stay humble, Kenzie. TSN at the World Women's Hockey Championship, which was originally supposed to be uh, here in Halifax, but got moved to Calgary, and TSN was kind enough to invite her all the way out west to... uh, to work that event, which was awesome. Kenzie's also called a couple games for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Mavs, as you all know, the on-air personality for East Link Television. 
It's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Mavs and Kenzie. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, guys, we're going. I was just saying I'm excited about this. It's been a bit since we've done one, so welcome, Mavs. Kenzie, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having us, my friend, as hey, always. Feels good. I love when the three amigos get together. And I wanted this podcast <clears throat> to come on right now because your business, my business, we're in the exact same uh, momentum of things as sports and the Maritimes are starting to slowly, but sh- I don't want to say surely, but slowly starting to come back. And uh, I know I'm excited. I know our team's excited, and I couldn't imagine over in the East Link's office uh, how you guys are excited as well for the for the uh, the, the upcoming months months uh. i mean we have been marching towards q season we've had our high school football which has been great to see high school sports coming back and we've got some other things coming with high school and we had a u18 game mm-hmm. dan hobson has been hired on with us so he's a new guy as well so you're hopefully soon we could have dan on to tell yeah. his story and the big one the big enchilada the QMJHL <laughs> is coming back this weekend. And we're hopeful to see teams from the Quebec region this time, Mavs. I think we hit a record. What was it, 19, 18, 19 matchups between Moose and, and Cape Breton last season? I am very excited to see teams, well, even teams for New Brunswick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we we had our three partner teams. We, we had every game between Cape Breton, Halifax, and Charlottetown. And even when we were walking into a rink knowing, well, Charlottetown's won this game, and uh, it's pregame skate, but here we go. Let's have some fun. Um, Now we're into all 18, Mm -hmm. as they say on the Q site, our 18, as that little feature. Nice feature getting you acquainted with every team. Our 18. Yeah, the our 18. Yeah, it's so exciting. The storylines must have been going dry last year. Yeah, I think. the Q, at least. Well, you you had the... the Quebec Major Junior point leaders, five of them were the Islanders, right? I mean, said money just could you, you couldn't do a game without calling one of his goals or he was getting a point. And Budgel, you know, Casey, that line was so fun to watch. And it'll be a, a different season this year. So many young guys. The draft was a was a total success. It was nice to cover that as well. And I can't believe we're we're here. We're finally going to get a bit of normalcy. We, we'll have some hosts. We're hopeful to have back on our on our. Um, broadcast so our our, our flow of production is going to be a little bit of, of normal again everything is coming together yeah. and i mean we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to spoil anything but double m himself <laughs> mark moffat may be back doing some volunteering with us soon because we're hopeful to get volunteers back so he, he always talks about volunteering at easton <laughs> so trust me if there's volunteers he, he'll be in there he'll be in there du- no matter what double m when we get Double M back, and I'm going to say, and again, I don't know, like, the video that you guys put up from the foul ball in Dartmouth, <laughs> oh. where Moffitt yelled you can say it. hysterically after the ball came. <laughs> I, I, you got a t- tissue pad? Give him a tissue. I just spit all over myself thinking about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> when Moffitt. Ma- can I give you the backstory of it? Yes. Please. So it was like the it was like the, the first game, it was like the first game of the day, and I'm still not awake yet. Like I'm still sipping my coffee, so I'm there just like looking at the count one and two, two and one. Okay, guy on first. I'm not really paying attention, so I'm half asleep. And when he yelled it, like then mostly my coffee spilled, but I erupted. 
It just out of left field, no pun intended. I just came. <laughs> I was like, "What was that?" I thought someone came in the room with a, a, a gun. Like, what's going on? <laughs> but the underrated part of that, of course, you come in with the "What the f," and you hear Moffat just scream, and then he goes back to, "That's a two-one count," <laughs> and you're just, "Was that you?" Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. And again, because it's Mark, and we love him to death. It's, it just is such a great clip for Mark Moffat, but man. <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, I can't wait to have him. We can't wait to have him back uh, with us as well because the man just loves sports production. So awesome. it's going to be good, but yeah. Do, do you know the clip he's talking about? You've seen I don't, it? actually. Oh, I thought it was the, a golf clip where he was looking for the ball or what was he doing? And he got his foot stuck in the oh, he, in he, the water he, and he kept saying one line for the whole video and it was amazing. <laughs> that was the uh, the video where he tested the uh, the, 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 the depth level? of the ice. The ice oh, out there. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. This yes, was, this, that would have been last season. This. this was the video. You might have been away. This was the video where Moffat was calling baseball. Uh, yeah, okay. And a foul ball went up over the backstop towards him. And again, he's in the booth in Dartmouth where it is impossible. It was at mainland. It, it was at right, mainland. right there, okay. though, still, right there. It's impossible to get hit by the ball. <laughs> and he lets out a blood-curdling yell of terror when the ball comes towards him. We'll show you after this. Yes. Okay. Anyways. I I can't wait. Any 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 double M content I'm here for. We love double M. We love <clears> double <throat> M. And again, we love all our volunteers. So yeah. to have our crew back, I mean we, we had a we had a pretty good volunteer at East Link before. Do I got a booger? <laughs> No, 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 I recognize him. No, he's he's he's, he's rocking the. Oh, purple sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First podcast in 14 days. It's taken me a it's, sec to get on here. Yeah, no worries. That's uh, yeah. Warbs came over, and Warbs always had um, a million questions for us when he was in high school, uh, volunteering with us, I and love some it. of the questions were completely out of left field. Uh, it was good stuff, though. Always great to work with Warbs. So I had a had a blast with Warbs. Uh, but yeah, and now you're here. He's here. This I remember good. watching it because I'm friends with his brother Chris, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, my brother used to do some stuff at Eastlink." I said, "No way!" I run into the office, ask Matt. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, he's done some soccer for us. I think it was so we found it on demand <laughs> and everything." <laughs> he still asks a lot of questions here, but I love answering the questions. Good. Hey, that's what you want, good. right? Inquisitive minds want to yeah. know, right, Warps? Sometimes he asks questions. I'm like, I never thought that's a good question. I never thought of that. We should do that. And then I just tell him to do it. It's a Absolutely. great thing. He's got a good head on his shoulders, man. Absolutely. I'm not too sold on the Lakers shirt, but. <laughs> Looks good. This guy. Anyways, um, what was the, I had to ask, what's the, what was the topic of conversation in the Scotiabank Center these past couple of preseason games? What were, what were people talking about? Well, I mean, you're seeing a, uh, a young team and you now have, the Mooseheads on there. Is this the sixth head coach in seven or eight years now with them? Yeah, so. fifth in the past six years. I mean, JJ did two years. So, but since uh, Trigny, it's been one year apiece. Yeah, and you're and you're <laughs> just coming from the ring. Yeah, we just chat, sat down with Sylvain Fabro, new head coach for the Halifax oh, nice. Mooseheads. So, Scotiabank Center, or RBC, yeah, uh, RBC, the okay. practice facility. So right. we sat down with him, a quick chat uh, ahead of uh, the Saturday's. Um, home opener for them, and it's so much excitement. I mean, we sat down with Zach Beauregard, who's now a, a Halifax Moosehead, which is, you know, different for him, new colors. He's done his whole Q career with 
uh, Jim Holton and the Charlottetown Islanders. But they're both so excited, right? And I think you look at the Mooseheads and Mass touch on it. Whole new bench from Sylvan to the assistants, even down to now the equipment major uh, well, manager. Yeah, Alex is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benji yeah. Newsom's coming in. And Melanie Landry's her new um, athletic therapist, who's a Mount A grad. I'd like to just put that out there. Go Mounties. <laughs> so you got a whole fresh bench, some new young guys. And got, and, and again, a lot of the first years, Bobby Orr, Vitacek, those guys put up big minutes last year. And now they're going to be even more experienced. So you got to think they're going to be they're going to be a top um, offensive contributing team. And, and you think about the level of development those guys got last year. And I know, again, a, they actually got to play hockey, of course, which is more than teams in Ontario could say. And uh, they've got, you know, probably double the amount of games the teams had out West. Mm-hmm. So for these young guys to be able to now step into this role, I mean, I'd say their development, the, the jumpstart on the developmental cycle for these guys uh, was... Uh, exponentially uh, speeded up, so it's very good to see. Uh, I'm excited to see see Halifax, and I, I was at the preseason game this past Friday when Beauregard came in on a big breakaway and uh, kind of maybe took a liberty with the uh, with the other goaltender and maybe maybe put the shoulder down. I don't know. We, you know, we might see that. You know, <laughs> Zach Beauregard for the Halifax Mooseheads is going to be a pest for 17 other teams, mm. and I think the Halifax fans who may not have appreciated him last year, are going to find a newfound appreciation for Beauregard in their lineups. Yeah, and that's what Coach Favre said, right? You know, we're so happy to have him on our team because it was a pain to play against him. Now, for Charlottetown, though, bringing in uh, Simino, Mm. Xavier Simino from Drummondville, that is a massive pickup for them. So Jim Holton, who is probably, you know, Jim Holton, I'd say, is the best coach in the league. Without a, it, it, without he's got a the hardware to prove it. Yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> best coach in the league, best GM because he just keeps. Yeah. He'll he'll go out and find um, a couple Ontario Junior A guys that to be those depth players mm-hmm. and turns them into Q stalwarts. And you know, I think with Simino there, things are going to be really really interesting with the Charlottetown Islanders this year to see how they progress. Now the big questions is on uh, Jacob Gooby as their mm. goalie. So we'll see what <clears> happens as uh, he's been, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Jacob over the, uh, over the season, see where they go with that. But, how many goalies do they have right now? Three? Uh, I think they've got two and I've heard rumors in, in, of uh, yeah, another. Bringing someone bringing in. Someone Cause you got to think imports are back, baby. Yeah. The guys yeah. are going to be allowed back. So you get, you're going to with Kate Bratton, you'll see Ivan Ivan and, um, Finally, a chance to step on the ice. Biasca came in because of the World Juniors last year. So there were some guys that benefited from playing in the World Juniors last year because that was their ticket to Canada. Mm. Then they were able to suit up with their their right Quebec team. So it's finally a bit of normalcy. Cape Breton has a Russian import. And again, I'll be able to pronounce his name on Friday when I'm doing the game. (laughs) But right now, Mikhail something, something, something. Uh, Again... I will be able to pronounce his name on Friday. That's your homework for that's the week. That's my home. Well, that's that's why I'm look, Kenzie's coming from the rink at a shoot, so she's she's dressed for it. Yeah. I'm coming in an uh, an you OSW, look great. An OSW good... review, Macho Man Randy Savage shirt, which makes sense. I mean it's on brand, but that's probably a thousand bucks on eBay that shirt. <laughs> Absolute. Um so this guy he basically Last season, they thought, okay, the window's open. He's going to be able to get into the country. So he flew from, and I believe uh, the itinerary, I'm going to get the full itinerary from JC, the general manager, but he went from Russia to to Germany, and then I think was up in England, and then flew to Montreal, 
where he landed in Montreal and was there for two hours, was denied at the border, and then had to fly back to England, Germany, Russia. So Mm -hmm. as a 17-year-old, your hopes and dreams of playing in the Quebec League, you basically had a uh, 44-hour, 45-hour turnaround. And, I mean, the quote from Slapshot uh, was uh, (laughs) deported to that country, and uh, they're... Refusal to take him, it's a lot more than a 21-year-old could take. That's, that's, a, that's a quote for Ogie Oglethorpe, so <laughs> that may come out in the broadcast on Friday as well. That's a cr- he's 17, you said? Yeah, 17. So, so he's going to be making his Q debut this weekend. That's so exciting mm-hmm. for yeah. him, just knowing all that things, all those things he had to go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the things people do to play in the CHL, it's, 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 such a, it's a great league. It you is. can't sit here and tell me it isn't. It's a great league for a, a trampoline jump to the NHL. And if mm-hmm. people from Europe, or not people, kids from Europe come over to play, it's yeah, it's definitely. You look at Heischer. Yeah. And now, are we are we all going to put on our calendar for we all looking first week of June? Are we all going to St. John? Is that what? <laughs> that was my plan? next question. Is that the plan or Road what? Road trip. We're all going Let's on the roadie. Everyone in the in the clown car and. Start it up. I was going to say, I was going to chuck you 20 bucks. I'll get some, it'll come with you guys if you don't mind. Yeah, man. We'll hop in the East Link Spring Cruiser and yeah, away we go. Yeah, I'm into up it. Up to St. John, Harbor Station. And I mean, you think about the dynamic of that team. So you're yeah. you're looking to build yourself to take a run at the Memorial Cup. And then you get the word, hey, um, you guys are hosting the Memorial Cup. What do you, like, as a GM, it's like, okay, so... Is this the team I want, or do I start making moves? It's... Yeah, the Christmas deadline is always interesting yeah. in the queue whenever the team uh, is hosting. <clears throat> I don't yeah. really pay attention to the OHL, WHL, because I don't know, but the queue, it's, it's interesting at the Christmas deadline to see where the accusations come from. Yeah, it'll be exciting. And I mean, you got to think as well, Lance Canada benefited so much because some of the under-18 guys got to play. There's mm. so many, you know, the Quebec Major Triple League didn't get to play last year. So those new guys coming in have that other advantage of some under-18 experience. It'd be tough to come into your Quebec Major Junior League having not played last year. Yeah, you're just sick of drills at that point, yeah. I'd assume, now. Oh, yeah. You know, and they're probably sick of drills now because they've just been practicing in a couple of preseasons. So, yeah. thankfully, it's puck drop for real mm-hmm. this weekend, and away we go. What's the? Uh, I've heard so many things. What's the capacity allowed at Scotiabank Center? Full? I, I think they're working on it. They're, I think they, Isn't the home opener next week? The home opener, yeah. yeah. Tickets are available. Tickets at TicketAtlantic.com. Not uh, sure how many. I tried to buy one. It wouldn't like let me I go th- through. I think uh. with the Phase 5 that was pushed back, it was any event that was um, scheduled before the Phase 5 pu- pushback, they were still able to have their capacity at what it would have been at Phase 5. So I think it's a wide open metro. Like that's the Wanderers game this past week, and there was 6,000. It was a sell. It was incredible versus uh, FC Montreal or, sorry, Club the Foot, Montreal. Um, and, yeah, mm. it was great to be in a sporting event with 6,000 people. Ooh, the pictures, nice. I wasn't there, but the pictures yeah. and videos looked insane. It was nice. Man. And it was a nice night, too, weather-wise. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do we know when the Thunderbirds are coming back? December 7th, Saskatchewan, home opener. Amazing. Yeah, Very exciting. That's a that's an organization that just uh, was starting to go to the mountaintop and then COVID hit. But they're uh, if not already, they've had a, a grasp on Nova Scotia or just Halifax sports. People love them. They Fun. love the community. That's one thing I'm always proud of them was um, that they reached out. To, they probably reached out to you, but I know they reached out to us and they're like, well, you know, what is the community like here? They were asking us questions like, what what should we do? They're asking for our advice. And I love that about them. They're very uh, they're not telling us what to do. They mm-hmm. listen to the sporting community. They go, OK, well, what can we do? 
do to make sure that we have a, a fan base that loves us, not just buy our tickets and go home, because that's that's the key to a, a healthy sports organization to make sure the fans feel connected to the players and the organization. And I thought they did a great job that one year. Yeah. Great job. Not, so fun to go to. Lacrosse yeah. environments are that blend of the hockey, you know, physicality, but then the game atmosphere to like a basketball game with the music going and mm. high scoring games, physicality. So much fun. So yeah. much fun to go to. I know Nikki's got the uh, dance team ready to go. Yeah. So Nikki's uh, working who's, on that. Nikki? Nikki's captain of the dance team. So I, a long time ago, back when she was uh, running the Weather Girls with the Rain Men slash Hurricane slash National Basketball League of Canada Halifax franchise, Nikki was in charge of that. But now she's in charge of the Thunderbirds dance team. So, okay, yeah, cool. She's getting, mm-hmm. she's getting pumped for the season and uh, everything's going to be good, man. It's Again, they put on a first class show. Oh, it's awesome. And you love to see it. You <laughs> just love to see it. And. Yeah. To you know what, what the Thunderbirds do, raising the bar for the Mooseheads, raising the bar for every other sporting event around Halifax. So it is, uh, it's good to see. Absolutely, and it's great. I also love how there's teams from other parts. Like there's a team from California, San Diego came in a couple years ago. I don't know what's good about that, but I just know it's good. Well, there's teams, more exposure. You know, there's a there's a Twitter account in San Diego tweeting about Halifax and Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. You know, that has to be good. The, the good part is Vegas is part owned by Mike Weir and Wayne Gretzky. So and Dustin Johnson yeah, too. Pretty so, sure is yes, in that ownership yes. group. So yeah. If maybe Gretzky, you coming to Halifax or what? I'll I'll get you a poutine at Pizza Corner that night. Don't you worry about that. I'll Poot, pick you. Poutine's on me. I'll be your designated driver all night there, Gretzky. You never know. He could be up in the media booth. You never know. He could be taking a road trip. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Oh. Can you imagine, Mavs, Ken. We'll have you to imagine? call each other. First one to spot Gretzky. Call uh, the other. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'd be it. That would. Kenzie, you're taking that interview because I would just fanboy the whole time. It would, be, it would be embarrassing. I'll put a little. We'll get an earpiece, Mass. Yeah. Just tell me what to say. I was watching a documentary randomly yesterday about the 1987 Team Canada. Then when they went to the Canada Cup, it was like Gretzky, Lemieux, uh, Recky. Uh, I think Fear was on the goalie. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. And uh, it was incredible. It was like they had like a golf tournament, and there wasn't like phones. Fans would go up to the golf tournament. No one's taking pictures with their phone. People would have like a, a napkin. Just you sign, you sign this Gretzky, and the players would lie for Gretzky. They'd be like, um, "I heard Gretzky's here," and they'd be like, "Who? Gretzky? I heard he's here." And they're like, "No." And it would be like Lemieux lying for him, like, "No, he's not here. Not here." No, and sorry, he's not here. Ah, oh, nuts, and just walk away from Mario, eh? But it was just crazy to see like the the fandom back then compared to now and yeah. i was just can we get a selfie can we, it's just back then they didn't have to worry about that it was more just running from fans yeah even the fan turnout pre-covid around the moosehead area and uh you know a lot of the town support you still look for there's still some signatures there's still some like hockey cards you see some of the young q players signing and stuff like that i don't know yeah. if it's them but um you know you saw a little bit of that but the photos i couldn't imagine that that would, oh, the, you know, the, I don't know, especially for like a, a female post game, you know, you got to fix your hair. I don't know. There's a lot of things to come into play that you need to worry about first. The gathering if area? You gather, yeah. Yeah, the gathering, the gathering area. area. You ever see the videos of the old Montreal Forum where the Canadians used to play and there was no glass behind the bench. It would just be the fans right there. They could touch the players. I When I saw that for the first time, I was like, wow, we live in a different mm. era. I can't do that anymore. Well, I think Patrick Waugh, uh, when he was pulled in his final game of Montreal, I think he just left the bench and walked up into the like the row after the bench, I think, so... Yeah. After that one, yeah. So, yeah, no glass. I mean, I'm sure they had some pleasant things to say to Patrick Waugh that night. <laughs> and I'm sure he had, you know, knowing Patrick Waugh, I'm sure he had a lot of fun <laughs> things to say back as well. It was an interesting, c- constructive conversation. 
I'm sure it was. We'll leave it at that. We got Wah. When do we got Wah? Is it in uh, oh, he still October? Head coach? He's still mm-hmm. still head coach of of Quebec. So I think we have it's Quebec and Halifax. They were hoping and, to get Memorial Cup too. I think yeah. they put their names in. And you know what? It's a good facility. It is a good facility, but I gotta respect the Q and the CHL for going to St. John over Quebec. And I know it. You know it makes it sounds like a slam dunk for Quebec to get the Memorial Cup, but. St. John and every team here in the Maritimes did not all receive a million point two dollars exactly. from the government. So yeah. this is the way for hopefully the it's like a thank you. Yeah, thank, never thought of it from thank, that perspective. Thanks, thanks, yeah, for, thanks for opening your wallets at yeah. a time when yeah. <laughs> other teams got a benefit from their thanks local government. Ha- thanks for hanging on there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Maritimes is a safe bet too for the Memorial Cup. I'm not saying like Halifax, obviously that's going to sell out no matter what. But the people from Halifax will travel to St. John's to go see those games. It's a safe. And we'll be there with like, them. When, when Nate was in the Mem Cup, where was that? Like, Saskatchewan you know, I for believe. the finals, yeah, upper bowl, mm. looking slim. I'm just saying, Maritimes is a safe bet to host anything hockey. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna sell out something. Yeah, and yeah, unfortunately, we didn't have the women's IHF here at Nova Scotia, but somebody at this table got to see a lot of games. <laughs> I know you're in the business, Mavs, but let me line up the question. Oh, thank you, Bird. Let me line up the question. So, Kenzie, uh, <laughs> guys, yeah, <laughs> you're um, a, a recent uh, success. Well, yeah, so two successes actually. Let's start with. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the first woman to ever call a Quebec major junior hockey league game on television. Congratulations! Thank I you. Know it's a little late. I'm sure I tweeted at you, but yeah. uh, talk about that experience and how that uh, unfolded. Well, that just feels like a lifetime ago now. Just we've done so much, but yeah, that would have been March of this past year and you know it, it came with a silver lining essentially our our good buddy Kevin Northup uh, moved on to, to other opportunities in Yarmouth so that seat was open for for Mavs and I to, to start doing it uh, full-time moving forward and so that was my first go at the game and yeah made history along the way but it, it was so fun and I mean Logan Delaney he's been here everyone in the in Lance Canada knows that name nowadays and the best buddy to call a game with we're, we're such good friends and he made it so easy and his advice was really simple and uh I look back on that on that game fondly but you know you you kind of like black out as I look back I have yet to really watch back that full game and even the first junior a game I did I have yet to watch that game that was in 2019 we did Truro versus Amherst and now I called that one as well with Paul McDonald um and I don't remember that at all so you you know Looking back, you, you think how much you prepared for that one moment and you really just need to enjoy the game and, and take it period by period because it can be so overwhelming. It was a good game, I think. Ooh, so Mooseheads, uh, I think, blew that lead. And, they were uh, up 4-0. And then they yeah, lost. Charlottetown, did, yeah, they got six unanswered goals, I think. So it was a fun game to call. I mean, the f- opening goal was a little funny with, uh, you know, Logan teed me up for, you know, congratulations on your first game. And I said, yeah, you know, it would be nice to see see some goals. And Marcus Vitacek uh, opened the scoring. So that <laughs> a goal, first goal call to remember for sure. But it's a role I, I've grown to love and I've gotten more opportunities doing it. And it's something you have to have the confidence to learn and have everyone watch you learn because you only do it by um, you only get better by by doing it and you have to have the confidence to allow people to watch you do that so I take great pride in in that and it's so fun to cover the queue I mean now that you you know you take on the role of play-by-play you learn it from a different angle and 
Uh, you know, I'm getting better at my pronunciations and Woman's World certainly help with that, doing all uh, the Group B teams. So taking it game by game and it's just good to be back with our with our Q partner teams and a full season in the play-by-play booth with the Mooseheads. It'll be something to look forward to. Could you talk about the support? We'll, we'll move on to the World's Women's in a second, but I, I want to talk about the... Um the the support and not only on Twitter I'm sure you got a lot of texts emails whatever it was but I remember when all this unfolded the amount of tweets you got from women that were working at sports and at TSN yeah. people reaching out to you I, just talk about the support from the behind the scenes it was it. insane yeah. I mean I remember tweeting it and then it, that whole week leading up to the game was just like chaos <laughs> and I remember thinking woohoo but I need to focus <laughs> so you know you think you say you know you take all the thank yous and I uh, think connecting with Leah Hextall was probably the most monumental impactful conversation I had and she um, it was Logan Delaney who actually reached out to her ahead of the game and said I think it'd be good if you if you spoke with her because she had sent me a message earlier in the week but I was starting to get a little nervous leading up to the game and she gave me a phone call the night before the game and calm me down because my goodness I've been I mean Mavs has seen me before some games and I'm a nervous wreck and um she really helped me to settle my nerves and just said, this is, you know, do what you need to do to feel confident. If you need to block out everyone, if you need to turn your phone off, if you, you know what I mean, do yeah. whatever will make you successful and just be present. And I actually wrote that on a sticky note during the game, just be present, just to remind myself to be in the moment because all you can do is play by play. An answer is call what you're seeing and be in that live moment. Stop overthinking it. So that that term of, of being present was impactful for me and helped me. And Leah continues to, to be a big resource from me but hearing from Chris Cuthbrook and like um uh, my like RJ Broadhead a, a guy as well um I think everyone it was I'm just trying to like I don't not to like name drop but people that you grow up watching like personally message you and you're like what is going on uh but the hockey community is small and when you get a chance to to make an impact like that they want to help bring you up and make sure you're comfortable and um I'm so grateful to to everyone I think Everyone needs to do what they want to do. And for the for the young females, I want to get into it by all means. You know, it's possible. And, you know, you're, you need know, to take initiative and find ways to get your reps in. And if they want help, I'm more than welcome to, to give you some advice or find a way for you to get on camera or start doing some games. And it's just been a whirlwind. Awesome. Yeah. It's time for a quick timeout brought to you by Crypto Vantage. Did you know that teams like the Oakland Athletics are allowing fans to buy tickets using cryptocurrency? Year 2021. Unbelievable what you could do. Crypto Vantage and High Button Sports want to give you the opportunity to win up to $1,500 to invest in your own cryptocurrency. Head on over to our Instagram page. Click our link in bio, then click the first link after that that says sign up to win $1,500 to invest in your own cryptocurrency. With the year 2022 rolling around the corner, we all know cryptocurrency is booming. Get in today before it's too late. One more time, hit the link in our bio, then hit the link that says sign up to win $1,500 to invest in your own cryptocurrency. High button sports and crypto vantage. Now, back to the podcast. That that week, I knew Kenzie was going to be fine. I was most worried that someone was going to blow the surprise that we got Ron McLean and Tara Sloan. Oh, to see, say, like, to yeah. Say, to say congratulations <laughs> to her on the air. It was our first TV timeout, and Logan just kept hitting me, and he's like, uh, I got this, I got this. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? And he kept saying, you know, he'll take the cue off the monitor coming back from break. He'll take the cue. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it, man. Like, you just have to say it once. But because yeah, that was because there's a clip of Ron McClain, Tara Sloan, 
and saying congratulations, you know, kick butt. And I just remember being floored. I was like, <laughs> wow, what a moment. Ron McLean said my name, man. <laughs> He's the, the hockey god. So little things like that. And then after the game that night, we all went for drinks after a Dirty Nellies. And, you know, seeing Carolyn Cameron doing the highlights of the night and pulling up my clip and my game call. And just, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, what is happening? What is happening? It's it's incredible. But it's a, it's a big moment for as women continue to make themselves known in the game and understanding that we're a part of the, the, the narrative and the dynamic and um, we belong. And it was a step here in Atlantic Canada in the right direction. It's awesome. Yeah. Nothing but happiness there. <laughs> I love to hear that. Yeah, what a great crazy. story. How, how did you get a hold of Ron McLean? How did that work? Paul Bromby uh, okay. was a producer here from Sportsnet, and he played at St. Mary's. Okay. So just a quick message to say, hey, can, we, knows can, everyone. We, can we make uh, this happen? <laughs> and believe it or not, at, uh, at Dirty Nelly's, we got a video yeah. of Kenzie with the game puck. And so that was a quick email to brumby to say hey i got this too if you want it and so he's like yeah send it to me so sure enough yeah shout out to alec cook for getting me that puck that yeah. meant a lot as well it's wow. my first game puck yeah i need to yeah. my my first aus goal i need to bring that out of the box and put it next to each other you need to get a litter box you need to get a puck. <laughs> and yeah and you, plus you got another puck as well that's true i do that's, that's at awesome. the office and then how did everything with the world uh the women's world championship how did that unfold? yeah well that came uh, abruptly uh i was getting ready to have to welcome my parents to atlanta canada they have yet to visit me here since i've moved here in three years so i took I had time off of work and ready to host them for a week we we're gonna do the vineyards and go to the south shore and do all these things but uh a few weeks prior i i got a phone call and you know, said, we'd love to have you do our, our group B games for, for play-by-play on TSN. And I remember just thinking, oh, um, all righty, uh, this is the dream phone call. Is this happening? A uh, real quick conversation with Paul Graham, the executive there, and uh, the ball started moving really fast. And I found out I was going to Calgary for 17 days, and I'll be working with Cheryl Pounder and Rod Black and Carla McLeod, Tessa Benum, the people you watch and, and know the voices of as a, as a kid. And it was insane. I'd never been to Calgary before. Uh, we were in a bubble, so we had to go rink to a hotel, rink to hotel for for seventeen days. So you just kind of aimlessly stare out your um, your hotel window. <laughs> oh, not even enough time for that. Not just, even. You're no. just going. Oh my goodness! Our days would start at six, and I was going to bed at like eleven. I mean, I'm also an over preparer, so I was there to work and um, was a little focused on all of that. So I didn't have time to work out. It was, I was just about to say that. That's the thing she says. To, that's the one thing come back. How was, I didn't have time to work out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? Well, I just mean that's when, you know, I'm super busy and <laughs> it was amazing. I called, uh, the group B division. So you had like Germany, Czech Republic, Japan, um, so you definitely Hungary. had to prepare because the names, the names. And yeah. so the first email I sent to any of the, the TSN uh, crew I was going to work with was, Hey, how early can I get a pronunciation guide? And they said, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll let you know. But it wasn't until, you know, only a few days before did we get full pronunciations and you go up to their, to their media managers and have them go through the roster. And, you know, that's the day before the game. So it was a real grind. We're used to grinds. I mean, we cover like five, six leagues every week. Right. So we're used to like learning new names and numbers all the time but maybe not so internationally so the Hungarians for me were the hardest uh, luckily Lisa Haley who's a coach from uh, New Glasgow here in Nova Scotia uh, was able to put an English spin on it and she was also the only female coach there it was you know 10 teams and only one female coach behind that bench and she did great Hungary got their first ever double uh, IHF win in the top division so history was made and it was pretty unique to to be the voice behind some of those games and to work with Olympians I mean 
like Carla McLeod and Cheryl, Tessa, they're hilarious. And, you know, you can be like intimidated by people, but the second you sit down with them, it's the same vibes. It's the same attitude. We're all so sarcastic, yeah, you know, just and on a bigger level, hundred percent. And it all, you know, I can call them them friends now. Carla and I had a good, good um, chemistry. She's super funny, and I admire her as a coach. The way she could analyze the game, it was, um, yeah, yeah. Great learning experience too. A yeah, learning experience yeah. for Carla because she's a coach first and foremost. This TV thing second to her. So. I came with the more TV experience and she came with more of the double HF experience. So we really balanced each other well. And she's been such a, such a great resource. And so okay, those, those <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> so for the goal, I want to say golden goal, but Rock kept calling our captain Canada, um, uh, Marie for the play, which was amazing and really stuck. And for the last, we were going into overtime and I was over in the production office and I didn't know, if I should make the run for it, because I was watching all the games by the set where Tessa and Carla were with yeah. an earpiece in, so I could hear Rod's call and also watch the game live. And I'm like, well, I want to hear his goal call, so I want the earpiece in, but do I make a run for it? So what if I make a run for it, and then the goals, and then they score, and then I'm just, you know, when people ask, where were you? I'll be like, in a stairwell, you know? I don't want that. So I just chose to stay in the production office and watch it from there, and we saw her, uh, you know, drive the center of the ice and, we're, you know, it was me, I forget who I was with, Arden and Paul, and we were standing there and, you know, she hits that crossbar and from we were at the end of where the net was. So we're like, oh, that's in. And then they don't call it. And, you know, the commotion, there's no real fans in the building. So everyone's like, oh, whoa. And no one knew what was happening. And we're standing there talking like, we think that went in. What, what, What's going on? And then I think it was about a, more, a minute of play and... I'm about to Google, like, what are the rules? Like, is it actively under review? You know, can they review while the play is going on? And as I'm Googling it, the buzzer goes and everyone everyone cheers. And, you know, that meme of Blair Turnbull will be one forever. I think that next day of her in the stretcher with the, the medal and the thumbs up is, is one to remember. But we were standing there watching them celebrate. And then I see, I don't know who pushed her, but brought her away from the, the celebration and pushed her towards the bench. And from my angle, I thought she was doing like the the battle. Paddle and I'm like cute and then not cute all the trainers started to come over and we realized it was an injury and not a celebration and so that was pretty concerning but I mean hey another another great double IHF finish by Team Canada USA rivalry and it was great to to see it firsthand well hey congrats on all that like that's incredible like just yeah. uh, a great year for you it, like, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic. You know, <laughs> it, something's paid off for people <laughs> and that's one of them that was unreal yeah, we've now, you know, we get to do it full swing. It's it's pretty crazy moving into a bit of a bit of the normal and I'm just excited to do it more full term with with the Mooseheads now starting a season, you know, from the get-go. We kind of jumped in halfway through last year, so. Yeah. It's going to be a good year for sports, guys. Yeah. When you were talking about um names being hard to pronounce and there was like a lot of preparation, you got to be quick on your feet. Mm. I remember when we all three of us first met at the Memorial Cup and I was asking about advice, sports media, any advice and you guys were like quick on your feet things are going to happen quickly like what just happened right there and you have to be able to react and adapt really quickly and what you just said how you need to know these names you have to put the work in and you have to make sure that you're being professional about it you know a lot of those things coming together it's not easy for the average person to do and time and time and reps and reps and reps all three of us at this table I'm pretty sure are confident when it comes to sports media and broadcasting and I'm sure you wouldn't be in that situation if you didn't go through those reps those reps those reps those reps and yeah I mean it was even it was even like for me a, a panic moment but an exciting moment was when Hillary Knight you know broke or tied Cam Granado's all-time goals she and, didn't know. and she didn't she didn't know but I got a text from our senior producer saying we're going to need you to go down and interview her and I was like 
you know, I thought I was just staying with the Group B teams. I didn't think I was doing any Team Canada USA stuff. So I think I had like three minutes to go down and speak with Hillary Knight, which is, you know, a player I've looked up to. We're not, she's only a few years older than me. And so to me, that was something where I had to like think on my feet and it was, uh, it happened real quick and it made a good, good soundbite. She was pretty surprised. That was awesome. How proud of you were, uh, how proud oh. of you, Mavs, were you of Kenzie? Over the moon, <laughs> were you? Over the absolute moon. I was so proud to, and uh, even like sky's the limit. As I've said like before, I've, I've, I've been saying this for a while, but to see her get this opportunity on that stage was just fantastic. To see her thrive there was even better. I mean, we knew it was going to happen. Oh, and thanks, man. And to see uh, what happens next mm. as we get ready for accuses. But a big, you know what, a big thanks to Eastlink for you know, yes. being able to let us. Allowing me to step away yeah. for 18 days, I think, you know, that's that's tough. We do a lot of stuff, and we're both, you know, double booked a lot of the time. So to, to grant that opportunity, I mean, Mavs knows it. He's gone for Japan as well. So for them to allow us oh, to continue yeah. to develop and bring back those experiences and help shape our our crew, you know, it's a big learning experience for, for everyone. And so for us to bring it back and help our, our own team, and it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's a big thing to them, but, yeah, it's, you know. Seeing Kenzie go to Calgary and no and knowing how it's just like I'm going. It's like yes, <laughs> yes, you are going. <laughs> yeah. So this is great. So yeah. lots yeah. of support. Yeah, it was cool to see. You know, my athletic director emailed me and said him and his family were watching the game. So you know, from the Mount A crew to our to our Halifax family, there was a lot of a lot of support. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. It's awesome. <laughs> I always say this on every now and then a podcast, but it, there was great things that happened in maritime sport over these past two years, and that was just one of them. Mm. You know, there was a lot of great things, even if you talk about like NHL guys getting like a call up a first NHL game, Kenzie calling these Q games. Like, there's just like a lot of little things every now and then that happened that were that were great for the the maritimes and sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of cool things. Seeing Nathan or seeing Drake Batherson sign a uh, massive deal. You know, just another man. Oh man, so proud of that kid. So. I'll be interested to see what Sokolov does if we'll get a few more games this year with the Sens. I hope so. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure you've noticed, but the the amount of people from here now that are just getting on that top stage. Mm. Well, a lot of it has to do with the uh, summertime Scotia Hockey Summit excellence as i don't know i'm still trying to work the way call it the to, sidsgate but yeah, yeah. Call the sidsgate. i don't know that hockey yeah, cam call the sidsgate. but yeah the sidsgate as you say yeah. with all of these guys i mean i don't know if i told this story before about uh, batherson and his first time out on the ice with them no with it, ottawa and no at Keep the Brett. at the sidsgate okay at the sidsgate he um he saw nathan mckinnon uh, whiff on a one-timer. His first one-timer of the first practice of stepping on the ice, and he saw Nathan take his stick and smash it against the glass of a bit of frustration. And at that point, Drake kind of realized, all right, that's the intensity that is the uh, <laughs> top 0.1% of National Hockey League players. And again, this is, as I say, the first skate of the sit skate. And uh, I heard that from a family member of his, that that was kind of an eye-opener for for, for him. And uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, again, from that sit skate, so many, so many kids are getting the opportunity now to be at that level and see 
what they need to do to elevate their game and be around that type mm. of environment. Mm. And we're seeing it pay dividends. I mean, Justin Barron's a fine example of mm. it. That's a kid that just from those experiences was Nathan McKinnon going into the office and saying, hey, uh, Barron, draft him. Yeah. And now Colorado is, we've got the Colorado Halifax Avalanche and the Ottawa Cape Breton Senators. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And Rick Bonus running uh, and Rick. Dallas. Dallas. <clears throat> and yeah. Midgley now with the Rangers. That yes. was exciting to, to, to see him and get, you know, share that news with Team Canada while we were at Worlds. That was pretty special as well. Yeah. But a lot of good stuff. That's that's what I mean. There's just there's people from around here starting to, you know. I, I don't know. I, I take motivation from it. I don't know about you guys, but I like I look at the, the, the people from around here that are succeeding and I look at that and I go, like, mm-hmm. it's possible. Well, like, I mean, and on, on football, we did football last night. There's two kids right now, Justin Stevens and uh, Logan Taylor, that are playing NCAA Division One ball. And uh, I think Justin may have transferred from Michigan State or he's still at Michigan State. And Logan's playing at the University of Virginia. No way. And both these kids, absolutely massive. But, excuse me, the... The talent we're starting to see there, and I mean, we we see it now with basketball. I mean, you had Nate Darling making the Hornets, and um, Wigington, Wigington, yeah, Wigington now Minnesota, in Minnesota, and I'm telling you, there's two kids out of Dartmouth that you are going to see their names being called in this year's Major League Baseball draft, and one's Darren Dusset's son, who was just hammering the ball around campus this camp of uh, top 100 prospects down the states and i'm forgetting the name of the pitcher but a 17 year old pitcher and they're both one, one's going to oregon one's going to oregon state and i'm forgetting his Great. name right now oh. um but was hitting 96 on the gun hmm. so these are kids you were going to see that i mean jake sanford who's playing for the uh, hudson valley renegades right now is from here uh and in the amazing Yan- numbers. Yeah, in the Yankee system, <clears throat> in that low A, Hudson Valley, just was terrorized Dutchess Stadium this year. But I think, I, that, yeah, no, I have nothing to add to oh. that, just to build off yeah. of the theme. But I think that's what makes, like, you know, we we touch high school, we touch junior A, and you guys are doing under 15. Like, we get a chance to see them when they're young, when they're amateurs, yeah. before they break to their to their major leagues. Like, you know, we, it's pretty exciting for, for us. Oh, absolutely. To watch them grow, yeah. you know? And if you talk to any of the coaches around here, they know first, too. They know who's going to be going to the queue. They know who might go to the NHL. And then you just watch them. Oh, all right, number 15 on the blue team. Okay, that kid's going somewhere. It's kind of cool to see it at a young age. Who knows? We could be watching the next sit out there one day, you know? Yeah. Mm. Crazy to think about. Well, it, it certainly – I mean, the talent – the athleticism just has, has grown, and it's also the exposure as well mm. because – you know the internet. The internet. <laughs> you guys are at every rink. Trying we're, to be. We're we're trying to get to every game, and we're just trying to highlight these kids as much as we can. So, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys had the Atlantic Baseball Showcase, which had a lot of great baseball and Mark Moffat's call. Yes, yeah, and Mark that probably even yeah. the baseball probably, and the call. Probably even. I'll that. show you after. I can't wait to see your reaction after this. Yeah. Um, what are you guys looking forward to most about this year? What do you? What's the one aspect of your job you're looking forward to? Oh, I think it's just like a fresh start. It's a fresh season. I'm excited to just learn the new storylines and see how it progresses. Um, yeah, do some hosting. Like, I can't wait to do a game together, you know, know, not individually. Well, and, and yeah, we, we got to work a bit in the studio yes. in the playoffs. But to actually be at Scotiabank Center and now Kenzie and Logan calling, and I'm going to be hosting there for the Moose, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And I can't, you know, we're going to be running with that. And to be 
going home to Cape Breton, see mom and dad, but also call the Eagles. <laughs> and bring and back cookies. Bring back, bring back mom's cookies. As you still always. have the hot dog toaster? I, this, the hot dog, the hot diggity dog. Hot diggity, do you still have still, it? It's still, it's still alive and well. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. I will take a photo of that on Appreciate Thursday it. night and I'll send it to you. Appreciate sure. it. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually, I'm very looking forward to going to Charlottetown and working uh, Mike Smith, mm. who is our color commentator in PEI. Mike has been off. Uh, he, he couldn't do a game last year because we were doing all kinds of Remy stuff, which is just sending the camera feedback and calling it from Scotia Bank Center. So to work Mike, who is a scout with Blainville, has been around the league forever and uh, really is knows the game inside and out. Looking forward to that uh, immensely. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, and again, just going back to the rinks and and Fred like, Page Cup, I think, is going to be here, right? Yeah, Fred Page Cup's in Summerside. I don't know if we've announced anything yet, but yeah, Sorry, yeah. General. <laughs> in general, another yeah, tournament, yeah, another tournament, Canada. another tournament. <laughs> Fingers crossed, we'll be at PEI some more. Um, yeah, I like just yeah. get, getting back to the rinks. But even like today, we had a, a meeting with uh, Dan and Matt Morse, who's kind of our sports producer at Eastling, and really throwing out our storylines. And writing the TV and setting up the week mm. has been, um, it's just good to be doing that again. What, yeah. like working like, in a weekend, like having a schedule? Yeah, like, and like talking storylines, and it's not so much, uh, you know, we were doing like three, four games a week last last year. It was uh, yeah, it was it, kind of rinse and repeat. Now we really get to mold it a little more. Yeah, and, and it, like I think we, we kind of raised the bar, if you will, uh, in the, uh, in the, the month and a half with that that playoff run for Charlottetown, and now it's taking that experience that we got from those games, yeah. and bringing it to as you know, Kenzie's saying we've got a full regular season, so we have, we, it's not going to be the irregular season. It's going to be a regular season where we can now cover eighteen teams, have storylines, be excited for uh, a Shawinigan coming in on a Friday night mm. for a team that we're not going to see. Uh, unless we run into them in a playoff series and hopefully have that one through 16. And, you know, again, this is all fingers crossed because we just hope it keeps. Yeah, it keeps going in the right direction. Keeps going in the right direction, which all signs are pointing towards it. Let's I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, let's, yeah. Do, this is the wood. No, here. this is the wood. Oh, is this the wood? <laughs> Nobody knows what's wood in here. <laughs> the double, just to be safe. Not at all. If, no, I. If, if, if. I'm on the same boat as you. No, I think that when when you said about the scheduling aspect of it and just like having a do you need a tissue or anything? No, no, you sure? no, no. <laughs> just uh, Q-tip. I don't know. Q- <laughs> we got everything. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like I was saying. All good over there, Jeff. Um, I was saying to him, it's it's just great to be able to sit here and plan like a month, yeah. two months, and just be like, okay, this is happening. Let's try to make this happen. And when, like I said, that wasn't able to happen last year, maybe the year before that. It's nice to it's nice to have it. But again, and it also goes back to that uh, that that duck analogy. Where you're on top and everything's calm, and under the water the legs are going a million miles a minute. So, 100%, I know. You know There's a lot yeah, of that. A lot yeah. of that too. So. 100%. I agree. Yeah. No, it's that's. It's exciting. What are you looking forward to this year, though? What What else? What do uh, What am I looking forward yeah. to? I just love. Uh, I, I love the growth of the company. It's fun. Like I, I see the growth more than anyone because I'm in it. I love seeing the little growth. I love seeing the connections made. I love seeing. Um, I love road trips. We just got back from the U18 Picto showcase. What do you, I guess that's what we oh, have. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, that was fun. We got, like, an Airbnb. We stayed a night. Like, it's fun to see that stuff happen again. It, but I remember, like, two years ago, this company, I remember what we did, 
but it almost took me this past month to remember what we do great and what we do well sorry and and it, it took me this past week to probably remember that we're great at highlights we're good at live streaming we're we're we're, we're good at finding commentators we're we're good at some certain things that maybe we weren't able to do the past couple of years but i don't know i, I thought the company's grown the past couple of years but now it's just time to time to elevate that a little bit more how did you, know? you how did you feel coming out of the u18 showcase who were do you remember some kids that kind of jumped out for you i know and i know again we talked about how it's <laughs> It's all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. U18 show. The, the guy from the Subarus. Pe- they had the between the legs gold the other day. Pella. Pe- oh. Pe- 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 Pel- no. no. Was, yeah. Uh, he was on Sportsnet. It was the goal between the legs. It was unbelievable. So that was the one you. So that was on Sportsnet. Yeah. It was on Sportsnet. So like, uh, Brad was, was talking about. So, it. but they were right. I. I. Because I. I forget his name. I know. Um, I don't know. You know. Logan. Or sorry, not Logan. Brett told. Hold on. Catch my thoughts. Ken Reed retweeted it. Yeah. So I thought that was the way it got on Sportsnet, but probably, yeah. So I, I didn't even think it was on Sportsnet. I thought it was just oh, Ken Kenny retweeted it, and we're good, good with it there. Hold but no, there's tons of good players at that thing. It was there was it was just good to see the league. It was really mm-hmm. competitive. There's a couple teams that are a little behind others, but that's the way it is. But you know the the Sydney uh, Mitsubishi Rush, they're hosting the Telus Cup this year. So you think about it: you got Telus Cup in Cape mm-hmm. Breton, you have Mem Cup in St. John's. If this isn't the year to be Thanks. in sports media in Atlantic Canada, what is the year? You know, mm-hmm. and, and especially a bounce back year after COVID. I'm not saying COVID's over, but hopefully mm-hmm. just a little bit of normalcy. I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know about you guys. You guys are probably full steam ahead. We're full steam ahead, and we're trying to take advantage of every opportunity that's coming our way because, like you guys said, with a full year in the queue coming, you guys are looking for no setbacks. You guys are going to be working, hard, working harder than ever. Same thing. It's just mm-hmm. there, there's so much happening. We just, we just got to grab it all, you know? And it was Ben Mercer. Ben Mercer. Ben Mercer. Ben Mercer. Ben Mercer. He was. He impressed me. Yeah. He was good. He was great. Oh, Aussie King, not Aussie King. Sorry. Where's he these days? He's uh, done, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he I was talking to his dad, Marty King, who we yeah. mic'd up at the tour at the the tournament. And uh, I was gonna say Marty King was great at the tournament. He did a great job. I wasn't even live streaming because it was Jeff and Mark doing most of the live streaming, and I was doing like the mic'd up stuff and the interviewing the the network and stuff. But uh, one of the yeah. one of the videos you guys put out there was Mike and Up Drake, yeah, and that was a fantastic video. Yeah, that was that, good. That, Incredible. He's another kid that, uh, when I say kid, <laughs> uh, he's another guy that is probably going to be destined for next level in in his game. You know, yeah, I, seeing him develop as an official so well when we released that videos the, there was a lot of people coming up to me saying oh you know do you know who drake is i'm like well he's a ref but they're like no like he's a ref like yeah. he's <laughs> meant to be a ref and he was uh, i heard all the refs up there at that tournament were essentially auditioning for the telus cup so there was a lot of uh, Hockey Nova Scotia ref, refs up there uh, scouting all the refs for the TELUS Cup. So it was like a tryout period for them. I don't know if they know that, hopefully. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, it was great to see Drake. Drake was really professional. Hockey Nova Scotia, the, the refing committee, I forget the gentleman's name, but he said it was a, a great way to, I guess, show the, 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 the side of a ref that isn't a criminal. Like I know players think that refs are there to ruin the game, but they're really there just to do a job and make sure it's mm-hmm. ref fairly. And this guy thought that that video represented that, that he was just out there awesome. to make sure everyone was doing a good job. You had, so a, good, you had a good interview with Matt Hicks talking about refs. Yeah. They're a little bit. Hell of a guy. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Didn't really get into what happened in Charlottetown, but that's another story another <laughs> yeah, time. <laughs> I got a lot of back. I got a backlash after that. Everyone was telling I'm, me, like, why didn't you? Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> was that you over the pe- – was that you talking? Uh, no, was that it- was Chris. That was Chris Abbott. Back man, what a – that was, It was good. I, I was at university when that happened live, and I was like, where is this happening? They said, oh, Charlottetown. I remember we all watched the video. <laughs> we were on a road trip to St. Thomas University. 
I watched the video after the podcast. I'm like, how did I not know about this? But whatever. Yeah. You know what, though? That was a really good interview, and it was a great uh, great story about uh, Imama as mm. well in that as well with uh, Matt Hicks. Who did, uh, he, who did he save on that one? The br- uh, Kelly Bent. Yeah, he saved Kelly Bent from getting, you know, massacred. Yeah. So it was good. It was good a great behind-the-scenes look. That's just like of like what was going on like, like talk about a mic'd up scenario that would have been one of the best mic'd up scenarios of all time yeah so anyways yeah. i could never be a ref that's all i gotta say oh no that's no, no thank, thank you. you i'm happy being behind the mic and <laughs> yeah up up what, real high what i could, what i have to say it, it's gonna be well one thing i'm i'm gonna have to be uh conscious of is when i'm doing a, a, a the games in cape breton or charlottetown that I also then have to uh, talk to these coaches. Well, not on the bench, but it would have been it would be interesting if I, you know, if something happened in Halifax versus Cape Breton on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and I, you know, say something that might be considered as criticism towards the coach, and then the next game have to be on the bench say, "So, coach, yeah, yeah. how's it going for you out there? <laughs> oh, a lot better than the uh, night before where you uh, happened to say something there, Maps. Well, thanks, uh, guys. Said I run like crazy." I was well. That was the Mike Kelly story from my first time on the bench. I don't know if I ever told that. I don't know on here. Um, Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly, who's now one of the assistants on the Rangers with Midgley and Gerard Gallant. Okay. uh, He was coaching the St. John Sea Dogs when they were in, as they talk about the cycles of junior hockey, and they're on the downturn. Okay. It's the last game of the year. It's my first ever game in. The queue, uh, well, I say first ever, first ever game is uh, doing broadcast in the queue. No, I don't actually play. Right, okay. <laughs> so your four-year career. Yep. My four-year career. <laughs> so again, I come from the world of basketball and football, and hockey is, you know, it's, it's there, but it's kind of foreign because I spent the last 10 years, 12 years around the gridiron in the, in the hard court. So okay. I get the call up for East Link, and I said, yeah, so you go on the bench, and you ask a coach a question. I said, oh, okay, all right, that sounds that sounds kind of easy, or I guess. I don't know, I'm nervous. So St. John has just allowed two goals on the power play in the first six minutes of the game. And I'm thinking, oh, great. And then the horn goes like, all right, Mavs, go ask the coach a question. <laughs> and, again, it's the end of the season. They're not going into the playoffs. He just wants this thing to be done. And out comes the uh, <laughs> small little rookie with his microphone. Says, uh, "So, you just allowed two goals on the PK. What do you tell your team about discipline?" And he just is gives this like, "Is it I, live? Oh, this is live! Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's all live. Live. this is live, baby. It's all live. This is, we're live, pal." Um, so he gives an answer, and then I follow up with something. I forget what it was. And he gives an even stronger worded answer. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And so you see me walking away. But the camera stays on Mike. Oh. And he is staring a hole at me. <laughs> so I'm walking away. And then mouths. Right to me. <laughs> and that's for the video. And so... I get back to the truck then after the game, like you you wouldn't believe it. You he you should have seen he was not impressed with you. He was and I'm just like, Oh my god, that's hilarious. This is the greatest story for a first time in hockey. hundred <laughs> percent. I run into him at a golf course, uh at a golf tournament 
couple years later, I say, Mike, I got to tell you a little story. He's like, what? I, I tell him that. He's like, very apologetic. I'm like, no, don't apologize because it is the greatest first <laughs> interview. It, that is the greatest story for your welcome to hockey kid. Yeah. And away you go. I mean, that game, I had to interview a returning Nathan McKinnon from injury. I used a welcome back Cotta reference. And Dan Robertson told me that afterwards, like, yeah, Mev's, uh, I don't think he knows what Welcome Back Cotter is. Do you know Welcome Back Cotter? No. It's a show from the 70s. John Travolta was on it. And, uh, uh, yeah. Again, <laughs> if you don't yeah. know it, McKinnon doesn't know it, especially at 16, getting ready for a hockey game. So, <laughs> yeah. That was hey, if again, that's the stories. Only was, up from there. You oh, know, exactly. it's like you can only go up from there. <laughs> yeah, from there. Yeah. That's a great story. So, yeah. I had a, again, I heard that story and I laughed maniacally because, again, it is. Yeah. I would, there's no offense to that. It's like, yeah, I, I I earned that, and it's quite funny for a first time. The errors make it make it all worthwhile. I know. I hope yeah. I get to see some from you guys this year. <laughs> oh yeah. Your guys is yeah. our high definition. Well, my first ever, <laughs> the first ever Quebec Major Junior game, I was going off and uh, introducing the starting goaltenders, and I started going off about Alex Gravel, and it was Brady James in that. Uh. <laughs> and then I did that again at Women's World. Did you? Yeah, they 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 didn't put in. Uh, the Japanese goaltender that I thought was in that. How do you pronounce the name? Well, uh, her name was Fan- Nanny Fujimoto. Hi. So that was o- that was okay. The Japanese were pretty good, and luckily Carla McLeod had had been with the program for a couple years, so she knew the knew the girls. But there was a 38 year old. She was the oldest one there competing. A goalie or An player? An Kubo player, and she got like two goals against uh, Team USA. No Japan way. scored twice. It was like three one, um, three two. Sorry for Team USA in the first period against Team Japan. Is there, it was a very interesting. So would that game. team be like the Olympic team this year? Like, yep. I mean, because the way worlds folded, and now we're what a few months away from the February, February Olympics. Yeah. Yes. So like that's just unless the team. there's injury, that's most likely your team. Sick. There were a few girls injured, not for Team Japan, but for Hungary. So we'll see that team be a little different if they even qualify. Hungary, Germany, a lot of the Group B teams still need to qualify, uh, but for that team A team you said what switzerland was is what you'll see but uh yeah it was pretty it was pretty crazy there's a lot of injuries too right i mean a lot of these girls haven't played this much hockey in a very long time so injury prone is is probably maybe even a topic of conversation for this season right with a lot of the players that might not have played last year would you potentially get a nod at the olympics this year we'll see i mean that'd be amazing so cool wouldn't it you could go as a translator (laughs) yeah i'll tell you (laughs) Um, Kenzie would just keep getting Instagram videos uh, from me saying, Hey, say sugoi, say sugoi, <laughs> which means awesome. Or it's, it's a nice shot. Say yabai, yabai. So, but remember, what was I saying? They'd always say hi or nai. Hi. hi. Oh, but you, but nai was in the pregame, right? Yeah. Hi. So the team Japan, after every time they shot, they'd say knee. That's what they'd yell. Knee, knee. And then through all of warm up, it's a quiet rank and only hears knee, knee. Like, you know, what does that mean knee? So I think it meant good or clear, and we don't know if that meant because the girl shot and she can clear away and the next player can shoot, um, or there might have been another reason that I can't remember, but I should probably Google it and find out. Yeah. And we're all just amazed by it. And they'd bow at the rink after no, every time they played. I love that. Very respectful to the sport. The gentleman that won the U.S. Open this year was, I don't know what ethnicity he was. Yep. Uh, but Mats- Matsui. Oh. Nonetheless, but his yeah, caddy yeah. on the 18th hole, when he took the flag off, he bowed at the course. And I mm-hmm. thought that was the most gangster thing of all time. Yeah. His caddy took the flag, 
no one like everyone was behind him so like he's looking at essentially nothing he's just looking at the course and he bowed and i was like holy sh yeah so cool yeah, I, I, so I, sick you pick it up quick i still i've adjusted now i'm still shaking hands and bowing to people all the time now so <laughs> and I, I think it, it comes a bit from my dad because dad used to do it a lot too but the bow oh yeah the bow and it's not a shit bow as they it's say just, it's <laughs> like a 90 degree it's a 90 so degree <laughs> no bow <laughs> will be better then shit bow. That's a good Kirby enthusiasm reference, but no, I uh, the shit bow. Yeah, oh, I'm no. Kirby. They got a new season coming new out season coming next out. month. Yes. Maybe October. I feel like it's gonna come out October first. I can't wait. Can't wait for Larry. Anyways. New Larry, buddy. I thought that show was over. Oh, no. like, I love Ted it. Lasso. Please tell me you're you've not all the seen first it. person to bring this up. I just like, everyone brings. I'm not up done Ted. it yet, and it's bothering me. It's I want to go home Prime, and watch right? it. Apple, Apple TV. Apple TV. Have you seen it? I've seen bits of it on YouTube, but you're not the first person this past oh, week man, to bring up because you won a bunch of Emmys, didn't you? Yes. Have you seen it? I've saw. I saw the only the only thing I've seen of Ted Lasso was the original NBC Sports promo. With okay, yeah. that's, that's how it all started. Really. But again, to see them, oh, it's good. Turn that from a promo to an award-winning show. But honestly, after I watched it, I was talking a British accent for the next like half hour. It just lingers. I'm not sure. Is that just you know Ted just Lasso from, well, it's, or, it's a, yes, or being all... around being around Brett Smith? Oh, <laughs> you know a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the it's shot in I don't think it's shot in England, but everyone's English in the show except for Jason and his character. But um, yeah, I gotta watch it. I'm looking oh, for my good. winter shows right now. Highly recommend. So that's got to be one of them. Uh, did you watch the uh, Crime and Penalties on uh, Netflix? Um, the, on the Danbury Trash. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Twice. Fantastic. Twice. Incredible. <laughs> Fantastic. It does, like, you, you, at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is going to be made up a bit. But then they have footage of it all. You're like, there's no way there's a 17-year-old kid up in a press box running a team. And then you see it, and you're like, this happened. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem real. Unbelievable. There's no way you have the owner going like this at opening nights. You go out there and drop the gloves right off the opening face-off. And the, the craziest thing nuts. is that they were getting paid. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his name went there during the lockout mm -hmm. from New Jersey? Uh, what was the guy's name? Went there from New Jersey. The fighter. Anyways, he's like, yeah, he's got, he got a duffel bag full of cash. Probably shouldn't have admitted that. Well, but crazy. Again, the, you know, the mob mentality. The boys are in, <laughs> yeah. they work in, they work in yeah. construction. I knew a couple guys, <laughs> I knew a couple guys that work construction back in the day. So, I mean, come on now. It's, when you're in sanitation, uh, speaking of sanitation, uh, Where are you going with this one? The uh, Many Saints of Newark, the new the Sopranos movie, the yes. prequel coming out. Have you seen the previews for this? Are you Sopranos? Sopranos? Yes. Sopranos? Okay. Yeah. You're ready for this. James, There's two trailers out now. Yeah, James yeah. Gandolfini's son as a young Tony Soprano. Trailer so looks unbelievable. You, you've never watched uh, Tony and the Oh, Kenzie. That's a good idea. So Mad maybe own. that'll be my winter show. Yes. Yeah. The shows are the episodes are like an hour, so it's a good like before bed type thing. It starts off a little slow, but then ha like three quarters way through season one, you're it's you're nice, what, nice. What's crazy about Sopranos was it was originally intended to be a comedy. Was it? I it didn't know it that. was originally intended to be a comedy, and it just turned and and it just it turned into I didn't know one that. of the greatest. How could you start out as a comedy with that? Just like a, it looks know. like a really dark drama. Yeah, well, it would like you know they're coming out of this analyze this analyze that type of uh, attitude, yeah. and hmm. you know you watch that first episode, those first couple episodes, think okay, it's supposed to be a comedy, and then it just yeah turns turns. I mean, you, yeah, you have Tony going to talk to his therapist, and you think oh that's a funny premise, yeah. and then it just oh no, yeah, no, no. it's amazing. He was born to play that yeah. role. All right, noted. So the wire too. I'm gonna. I haven't watched the wire, mm. and I've heard. Have you seen the wire? No. <laughs> I mean, like, mm, need to watch it. <laughs> but isn't that? that uh, I, uh, that's TV. what I'm trying to get into uh, this uh, this winter is the wire. Mm. That's yeah. about it. 
So I need to watch more TV. I haven't seen anything. Well, it's all. I don't know. I mean, when you work next to Mavs, you really got to know your stuff. Do you? I do not. <laughs> I know during my. I don't know my yet. movies. I don't know my shows. You don't know your movies. Oh, I love movies because they're quicker. Like you don't have to watch a whole show. A movie. I know oh, my God, movies no. more than I know. Like my the shows. Disney movies. No, oh, well. no idea. I think I've seen The Lion King maybe once, and it was first oh, year university. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, I've seen that. Right. Squanto, a Warrior's Tale. I've seen that because yeah. I know someone in it. Yeah, never seen that. <laughs> what? What's it called? Squanto, a Warrior's Tale. <laughs> Mavs is in it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have seen it. Yeah, oh, that's thank good. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's good my, <laughs> that kid. That kid. That's him. Boy and Crowd. <laughs> Boy and Crowd. That's who your credit is. Is it on YouTube? Can we? It's on. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have Disney Plus. Well, screen <laughs> screen record it. And All right. You'll see. Uh, 12, 12. What's what's the line? Can you give it to us now? Uh, we'll pass on giving it. Uh, we'll pass on the. We gotta kind of get your royalty. Well, yeah, I gotta I gotta wet my beak on that one. <laughs> I pass, gotta wet my beak. Gotta pass on the uh, on the line right now. But uh, we'll just say okay. it was the um, a, a period piece set in uh, seventeen hundred England and. Uh, the best Cape Breton accent you'll ever hear on the English Isle. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta see this. Yeah. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, bud. I'm gonna message you after. Okay. I'm gonna forget. What was the name of it? Squanto or your sale. Okay. All right. I'll Filmed in you. Lewisburg back in 1992. Disney Pictures. They fly you there? To Lewisburg? Where's Lewisburg? It's in Cape Breton. Oh, I don't know. Fortress, Fortress Lewisburg. Um. So. Then you, but, but but the premise was in England, like the they tried to make it look premise was okay, in England. Yeah, so okay. Fortress Lewisburg is a French fort around that 1700 time. Okay. So they used that as the set mm. for uh, the movie, and actually the Lewisburg Playhouse, which is still there now, was the set that was used nope. for for that. So that stayed from the movie and is in Lewisburg now. Okay. Yeah, so that's how the original plan was. Um, I had a I apparently had a a, a bunch more lines, and they were going to film me in Montreal. They were going to fly me to Montreal to film some stuff as well, like me talking to Squanto in jail and stuff like that. But that all got cut, and it was just one line. But when you were in Cape Breton, did you get your own trailer? I did. No, I did. What? You food yeah. in the trailer? Yeah, I had my own. But again, okay, so like one of those this, star trailers. This is the thing. Okay, so again, I'm 12, and my aunt takes me to the set that day because I get the call. It's like, okay, you're going on July 2nd. My dad fortieth, my dad's 40th birthday, so I missed the whole thing there. But we went out to the Fortress of Lewisburg that day and I was taken to makeup and they're like, so you have all those star trailers, yeah. but yeah, it literally is like, it's like a just a compartment on the trailer. It's so, but you'd see guys that are, guys and gals that were there the whole time, like Manny Patinkin, they, they would have their their big actual like living room style trailer so like I, big 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 duck okay. yeah like and the the cool thing for me and again I, I i didn't realize it at the time but i'm in the makeup room with manny patinkin who princess bride and all kinds of all kinds of stuff and he's dressed as a monk talking up you know him and the makeup person are, are going back and forth because you know they He's on the movie every day, and I'm just sitting there as a 12 year old, like, yeah, okay, just getting my getting my makeup <laughs> so done cute. and uh, getting the wig on, and away we went. What so. year was this? 92. 92. Okay, I'll look oh, at 91, 92. Yes, er, yeah. No, I think 93 because the Oilers had just won the Calder Cup, so 93. Cape Breton. Oilers. Oh, Cape Breton Oilers. Cape yeah, Breton yeah, Oilers. yeah. I've mm -hmm. become a history buff these past couple of years. Okay. 
Just yeah, I, yeah. I discovered the uh, the Cape Breton Oilers like a year ago. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. Just oh, because you know those our Instagrams. I don't know if you guys follow our Instagram, but we, mm-hmm. I do a lot of research on things that happened here way back. That I'm loving relevant. the throwback yeah. photos. It's just yeah. like th- that's kind of just my research. I'll sit here on the computer. I'll go, okay, what happened here in 1990? Was there a hockey game? Was there anything like mm-hmm. the, the? I'm pretty sure the '87 Canada Cup. There was a yes. game here. Canada yes. didn't play, but there was a couple games here. Can- Canada played a warm up game at Center 200. Um, I looked for photos. Sydney. I couldn't but find yeah, anything. There's not, you can't find. There, you cannot find a lot. And it was eighty-seven at Center Two Hundred was big because you had that Canada Cup preseason game. Plus, it was a legacy piece due to the um, Canada Games. Those your Canada Games were at uh, in Sydney in nineteen eighty-seven, and a big part of Nova Scotia's basketball history there was the team won their first ever gold medal at the eighty-seven Canada Games. Um, in Sydney, and it, again, that was replicated a couple, of, well, the last couple of years when Nova, Team Nova Scotia was winning gold at uh, U-17s and U-15s. Oh, yeah. like the, the Nate Darling game where Nova Scotia beat uh, RJ, um, R.J. Barrett in Ontario at oh. St. Mary's, which, it, for my money, is the best, best broadcast we've ever done for East Link. Wow, it's, what a statement. It's a good highlight. Yeah, yeah mm. it was incredible. So, Yeah, our, um, Alex Lynch, our buddy at, at East Link, is making a really good series right now called 2020 or East Link 2020. 2020 and he's yeah. doing lookbacks at major games, major moments, and oh, having man. people be interviewed. And it's really good. He's done a special so far on the Islanders uh, playoff run there. The Islanders sweep of the Mooseheads a couple of years ago. Yeah, he did it. And I'm I'm blanking on who he interviewed, but it, again, it was just so well done from from Alex Lynch. So I'm expecting to see a lot mm-hmm. more. It's gonna be a good, good series. Stuff. I mean, they were they were doing some stuff on uh, the high school metro championship two years ago, recently, and yeah. Is Alex he doing was, interviews and stuff too? Yep. Like oh, like yeah. the real deal. Okay, the real deal. Sick. The kind of docu shot, yeah. like really neat. I yeah. love stuff like that. Eastlink yeah, so over well. the years has captured some amazing, amazing content. Mm-hmm. I always go back to your interview in Cape Breton with uh, the gentleman whose father with, passed with uh, Declan and I, his mom. They, yeah, there's just there's, that's just one, but there's just so many, uh, so many great memories I remember from Eastlink broadcast Moosehead yeah. games back in the early two thousand. Like, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. it's a, it's I, a good. Thing. I think we're working on. I think Alex wants to work on a twenty twenty on that. That'd be great. Declan's, yeah, that would be cool. Declan's mom passing, so yeah, that'd be a that'd be an emotional one for sure. So yeah, no, he's. You know, again, and and that goes to like, kind of the the culture that's kind of developed at Eastlink over the last two decades mm-hmm. has been really cultivating uh, local talent and trying to uh, tell our stories well, but also be able to elevate people to the to the next level. And you know, we've seen we've seen that time time. I mean, Robertson's the best example of it, and you know, mm-hmm. the next best example is <laughs> sitting next to me. So. <laughs> Stay humble, Kenzie. <laughs> oh God, Dan was been. I mean, I hadn't. I didn't grow up around here, so I had never really seen or seen the impact he's had around here. But I mean, you'd say Eastlink with with some of the TSN people or any of the the Sportsnet people, and they think of Dan Robertson. Like he is kind of he put Eastlink on the map when you think of the next level. So I mean, I've connected with him before Worlds and kind of asked him a few things, and he's been so kind and and generous. And again. A guy who whose calls with synonymous big moments. Um, you know, you think of the twenty thirteen Moosehead team. It's just been, 
it's been fun to look back and always see some of his calls. Like, it's fun. We'll put stuff on at the at the office and then you hear and you're like, who is it? Oh, it's Abbott. No, it's it's Robertson. And you kind of and you already know the time of a time it would have been if, if you hear their call. So it, it's been so fun. That's awesome. Hey, Mavs. Yeah. Well, I look forward to more memories this year. Like I said, I think not only from you guys, but I think from a fan perspective, I think from a player's perspective, the energy is just going to be ramped up. And when energy is ramped up, I think that creates for better stories, better uh, better events, and for magic to happen, just for things that don't happen on an everyday year. I think this year is not going to be normal. I think 2022, the end of 2021, everyone's energy is ramped up and ready to go. And like I said, I think that's going to create for some cool stories. So I can't wait for you guys to cover them and I can't wait to watch you guys. I know, man. See you in a rink. See you yeah, in a rink near, near you. Get the winter jackets out or I guess <laughs> the suit and the dress out, whatever, <laughs> yeah. you guys, whatever you guys are wearing. But I'll, I'll be seeing you guys around the rink for sure. I can't wait. Cannot right. wait. Do you guys want to give a shout out to anyone? Do you want to say hi, family members? Do you want to plug anything? Anything you want to do? We're coming coverage on Eastlink. Yeah. we got a lot coming down the pipe. 10 and 610. It's going to be all there, and uh, yeah, we're going to have... Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. I think that's I think that's just the... It's a good the, word. The key is keeping it fun and, and just also, I guess, not taking for granted going to the rinks and going to broadcast mm. because, you know, there, there may have been some times when we're on a stretch of six games in seven days and you're coming into that gym and it's like okay yes let's uh let's see if we can let's see if we can work work this brother match here and not leave her feet and but i think we've all realized that you know what those brother matches are just as if not more important and we're gonna have as much fun as we can this year let's leave it at that love it all right Kenzie, Mavs, you guys are the best for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in once again. Like I just said to these two across the table from me, it's going to be a great year. Uh, There's going to be a lot of good memories made, so work hard, have fun. I'll see you guys around the rink. We're out. Peace.
pink champagne on ice And she said, we are all just prisoners here Of our own device And in the master's chambers They gathered for the feast They stab it with their steely knives But they just can't kill the beast Beast 